Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Watching Stuff Marvel Edition. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Alice. With me, as always, Monty Moore and Dusty Evely. And we are joined by another Watching Stuff crew member. I don't know what you, we call us. Gang. <laughs> talker. Talker. Talker person. Talker. Yeah. Yeah, another, talker person. another person that watches stuff. Um, <laughs> Dan Connick. Yeah, yeah, I believe the technical term Dusty used was nerd. So yeah. no, I will accept that. <laughs> That's true. But that could be any one of us. So right. we need Valid. something more distinct. Yeah. Um, this week, we are back after Age of Ultron to jump into a very lighthearted um, film. Because uh, anything that Paul Rudd does makes you warm and happy inside. Yeah, <laughs> man. Um. Ant Man's great. I forgot. I know. Right, we're just I, 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 I'm not used to leading. I'm like all thrown off. <laughs> um. Someone else talk now. I yeah. Had to pick it up. Um, right. I forgot that this movie opens with like Peggy Carter and uh, yeah. Howard Stark and Howard Stark right. and all of them, and then yeah. also like weird and weird Gordon Gecko apparently. Yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> Martin Donovan up there. The old uh, also pastor from Saved. This it just this movie it just like starts. There's no Marvel Studios yeah. logo. Right. They're, they don't do any of that. Like, you know, sometimes they have the opening audio with the logo over it and it just opens and you're looking at the Triskelion from Winter's uh Winter Soldier. Wait, mm -hmm. what's it what where did you just say? Triskelion. The Triskelion. Oh, that sounds like um a period in our history. Like, yeah, like, they, like dinosaurs walked the earth. Hydra? Maybe you years. missed it, Aaron? <laughs> stuff with Hydra and stuff? And they yeah, they, shield? Read a book. It, it, it's, it, no, it's under... Not. You can tell they're building it in the in the, in the 80s, but right. then we see the finished product later. Yeah, I just didn't know there was a name for it. But they say it a lot of times Winter Soldiers. Like so many times, dude. A lot of times Winter Soldier. Like they say, I'm sorry. Time. There were so many hot people in that movie. I was not paying attention to anything that happened. They're saying and they're, they've got uh, Frank Frank Gecko's face or Trent Greco's face or whatever is up there. And they're like, I can't, I can't focus on this. Um, yeah. I, I mean, what are general thoughts on on kind of how you guys felt about watching this? Because we we came from. Um, you know, a, a fairly high stakes movie. Yeah. Um, and, and they've been getting increasingly like higher stakes as we've gone on. Um, and this one was a little bit lower. Um, yeah, I you, mean, you it, could, it's still a big deal, but. You could tell they were making it a point to kind of make it just a little, bring things closer to earth, like a little more grounded and like more lighthearted. Cause yeah, I mean, in the last movie we watched and talked about, they blew up a city in midair and a bunch of people died like right so they had to say okay let's let's make paul rudd make jokes for two hours <laughs> right that was the perfect time for paul rudd to make an appearance <laughs> they pulled him out of the closet and said hey come here <laughs> it's your time to shine buddy um i, I mean it is really lighthearted because um michael pena is my favorite so in this so movie good. um Particularly, like the, his little conversation scenes is the most. Yeah, the the, the game of telephone. Yeah. Stories. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, the first time I saw him in anything, he was in an episode of Andy Richter controls the universe, which I don't think. Oh, that show seen. was. <laughs> okay. I remember that show. Yeah. So that was so that was created by Victor Fresco, who who later went on to do um, well, Santa Clarita Diet was the latest one he did. But oh, okay. he was in Michael Pena was in a, a single episode. He got maybe one minute of screen time as just this goofy <laughs> male boy uh, that that came along for a trip. 
stole the entire series. Just absolutely tremendous. I've been a fan of his ever since. He's so good. Like that whole group, him and what David Mestalchian, I don't know, yeah. probably killing his name, and TI, that group of the three ex cons are mm-hmm. so stinking good, man. Yeah. One of the um one of the few Marvel and DC crossover yeah. characters. Yeah. He's, he's the spot guy and in... he also was in Dark Knight. He's he's like Oh, the, that's right. The, Oh wait, yeah, that's what I thought. Wait, yeah. what were you talking about, Monty? Wait, wait what is Polka Dot Man in Suicide? Oh, yeah, Polka Dot Man. He's in Dark Knight. He's the one that um he says like um, he's like the guy that's with the Joker. He's the like crazy. Giggling he's, and everything. He's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Har- Harvey Dent, Harvey Dent's interrogating mm-hmm. him. Yeah, right, and, right, and, right. He, yep. and he has the um what's her face? Um, he has her name tag on. What's her name? Yeah. Rachel's yeah, Ma- name Maggie Rachel. tag on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maggie Joker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dan, you said this was one of your favorites in the MCU, and I know you're fairly new to the MCU like I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it was so I I started following the the MCU before I guess like I knew it was the MCU or like recognized what like what the MCU was like um mm-hmm. I remember when Iron Man came out and it was like a bombshell went off. I was like, oh like superhero movies are more than Spider-Man and Batman. Like those yeah. <laughs> the only two superhero movies like I cared about or knew about. Um and so yeah like when Iron Man came out it was I was like at the end of high school. So I was like really getting into like just doing my own thing and I was like this is awesome. And I followed along with like mo- like a few of like the like the phase one movies, but like I trailed off like pretty quick because like I felt Under- like understandable, totally yeah, understandable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, well, and it, like to me, it kind of felt like every, it was this whole conversation that everybody was having, and it moves so quick because there's a yeah. new movie, there's a new movie, mm-hmm. there's a new movie, and it's like if you fall behind. You were like, you're talking about, you know, <laughs> three, four movies ago, and they're like, dude, you need to fucking catch up because like it, it's a completely different story over here. And so I kind of like gave that person died, it. come back to life, and been killed again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, like it wasn't until recently, like when my son was born, and I had a lot of time where I was staying up late. I was like, I'll just throw in a movie. I got all these Marvel movies that I've never seen before. So did the whole rewatch from the beginning, and you know, yeah, there was like, there was, there was, there's been very few movies where I've just been like, I will never watch that movie again. Like, the first yeah. two Thor movies are Star probably World. like, yeah, those, yeah. <laughs> <I feel those>. that. <laughs> um, but like, this was like one of the first ones where I was like, this is, this is fun. Like, this is really just fun. Guardians of the Galaxy did that for me, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was like one where it was like you don't really need to know a lot of the story, you don't really need to follow a lot of the background and lore with it to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's got a bunch of recognizable faces. It's got, you know, it it just it moves very quickly, and mm-hmm. like it's just a fun movie. It's very lighthearted. The stakes yeah. the stakes are somehow incredibly high but also like very low at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and right. and you talking about, you know, having to do a lot of work to watch the stuff that comes before uh, these movies come out. This movie doesn't really have any thing that you if you hadn't seen anything else, 
mm-hmm. that you that you're missing out on. Like the only real crossover is when he goes to what they think is the storage facility. And it's the new Avengers campus. And this he is hilarious. He's like, like, you son the, of a bitch. <laughs> like other than that, <laughs> other than that, there's no there's no crossover really. Right. Everything like, is very flat out explained what's going on. It, it doesn't I, matter that at the beginning it's Peggy Carter and Hank Pym mm-hmm. or yeah. um, Howard Stark because you don't. If you don't know, that doesn't matter in the story, right? You know. I also really love, and we talked about this. I think with with Winter Soldier, these movies, the, like the idea of, um, and the way the MCU has gone, I think it's maybe overblown a little bit, but that they kind of this homogenized view, this homogenized kind of look to a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, some of that is here, but I think we've talked about that before. Where like these movies work well when you take a movie type and then mash them up with a superhero movie. You think of like Winter Soldier; it's like the Cold War thriller. This mm-hmm. is just a heist movie with a guy who can turn small. And then bigger. Right. I mean, there's there's obviously more dressing to it, and you have the comic book lore and all that stuff. But they they took a heist movie and then threw it in a Marvel shell and called it good to go. And that's one of the reasons I think it works so well. It's got that that energy to it. It's got the heist energy. You're building the team. You've got all kind of the familiar beats in there, but it's also kind of within the shell of a superhero movie, which I think makes it work well for for a one off, more or less. As well, well, yeah. it's not it's not just the shell of a superhero movie. This movie is like nearly the shell of Iron Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like yeah pretty like it's i mean down to the the villain being a, a bald guy in a suit like that is that takes his suit that he's made better of the original guy's suit like, yeah it, it's very much along the lines of iron man and i mean it, it feels it feels like a bottle episode in a yeah. bigger like right tv show yes. you know like you can enjoy like all of this stuff and then there's like the one episode where it's this like, is what this is this is what people would call like a throwaway episode in a right. series of, yeah. of a TV show. Right. Yeah. And the, and we, we just passed it not that long ago, but the, when he, after he gets fired from Baskin Robbins and he's just walking on the street, did, did you guys notice the posters that he walks by or like mm-hmm. the advertisement is for the, um, I pause it and take a, Oh, so it's Pingo Doce, which is the same, um, that's the, like the drink they made at the bottling plant where uh, the Banner works in Incredible <laughs> Hulk. That's awesome. That's they, incredible. They do, wanna, they, they oh, do tie that one. in a little. Anyway, I want to talk about the Baskin Robbins scenes for a second. Cause first of all, Baskin Robbins don't play. Um, <laughs> when he gets fired, that awkward guy behind the desk, he says, pull up some chair. And I laugh yeah. way <laughs> too hard at that. <laughs> that guy, that guy is he comes off the bench for two minutes, hits <laughs> hits three threes in a row, oh my and fucking sits back down. Yeah, yeah, a just hero. an all time heater, and he's like, I know, I know what I'm good for. <laughs> this movie is really well written. I know we've said a couple of times that these movies have not been. The dialogue's been a little awkward. I know specifically, like with Ultron, I felt a lot of the dialogue was weird and didn't feel natural. This one feels Wait, that was, incredibly. That was your absolute favorite part. Oh yeah, totally loved it. <laughs> I mean, it's honestly not bad for what Dan and I are about to go through in Star Wars. Um, it's <laughs> nothing compared to the prequels, but that um... sand sucks, man. Sand is, <laughs> it's terrible, right, guys? It's everywhere. <laughs> Oh my God. Can't wait. Um, But it's really well written because all the characters, everything that they're saying feels like something this type of person would say. 
And mm-hmm. I think it's one of the better dialogue movies in the entire MCU. This is why I'm Edgar Wright for way too long. So, oh, God. So, I'm going to go so, take a nap. So, Edgar Wright is, so, <laughs> so. I, I won't go through all of it here. But Edgar Wright, first of all, one of my all-time favorite directors. I love his energy. And he was a huge comic book nerd and wrote a treatment for Ant-Man. He was 03. So that would have been like after he got done with Spaced. And it was a year before Shaun of the Dead came out. So he's like in the middle of this transition from, uh, from TV to movies. And he's so talented and like he's so big into the comic books that he wanted to spend time with this. It was him and his writing partner, Joe Cornish, wrote this. And that was the treatment at the time. And it went through several drafts. But the bones of that are still basically this. It went through several rewrites. We talked about this before we started recording. It went to basically Wright started doing it. They shot test footage that they showed at a Comic-Con and we'll never see the light of day. And then the MCU was like, we, we want to make these changes. And they tried rewrites that didn't quite work. And so right left because they basically rewrote it and then gave him a script with a bunch of rewrites. They never asked. Yeah, him they about. just they bastardized it. Yeah, like here you go. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do this. And so he took off and they brought in then Adam McKay and Paul Rudd rewrote it. But instead of going with these this bastardized version, they went back with the original script, punched it up a bit, and then threw some MCU stuff in there. So all that being said, that's one of the reasons I think it is so well written is because Wright was a huge Ant Man nerd, yeah. huge comic book guy, and the the bulk of this story, they said like the story, they added some characters, but the bulk of the story, a lot of the dialogue, that's all Wright's vision as, as a guy who really loved the MCU. So I think that really shines through here because you you get a good feel of who everyone is, what their motivations are, and all of that. You get you still you get some kind of weirdness in there, but I think it is a very well written movie. I think for those for those very specific reasons, even if Corey Stoll mm-hmm. is a little too evil for my liking from the very <laughs> oh, first <laughs> frame. I mean, yeah. pun, pun intended, but he, yeah, he's comic book evil in this movie. Like, yeah, just, immediately. Yeah, I mean, he turns. <laughs> yeah. He ha- he has what, in my opinion, is the worst death in all of the MCU because he turns a guy into a booger. And then flushes him down the toilet. <laughs> like that. And he's like disgusted that he made a mess. That yeah, like that is fluids made a mess. That is such a horrible death and so violent, but it's just like he's absent with a laser and then he's a booger on the floor. Right. <laughs> well, and and I think because the what what Hope pointed out was that his brain has been like fucked with. And right. Yeah. So he's not wearing the specialized helmet or whatever. Right. So they're they're so I guess that's my question for um for you guys is like in well I guess how far first of all I guess how far off is the comic like this from anything in the comic books and two is this character like a normal human being or is he always evil Well the 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 thing about the it messing with your bang chemistry is kind of in the comic but we never see him without the helmet ever oh, Ant-Man okay. anyway like he's he's and obviously the costume's a lot different. I wish they would have done a comic accurate costume. It would have been oh way funnier. With the little <laughs> antenna sticking up and everything. Yeah, the, the metal helmet and little antennas. <laughs> well, because I think and I yeah, I know I know saw me at me and I know a lot of like Hank Pym from oh my you God. Know, early early Avenger <laughs> stuff. Yeah, wouldn't that have been great? Wouldn't that have been amazing? <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> But I mean, him was always like, I don't know the, the whole the yellow jacket origin story in the comics and how closely that he was here. I mean, I do know like Hank Pym was always kind of just a a weirdo nut job, more or less. Yeah. He was kind of like a genius who was always on the outskirts of the Avengers because because of like kind of the weird stuff he was doing or because he was abusive and people didn't get along with him or, you know, Wolverine was going back in time to try to kill him before he created yep. all the <laughs> stuff like that, you know, was, was Hank Pym's kind well, of. And, uh, it, and in the it. comic, Yellow Jacket was just another Ant-Man suit. 
like yeah. he used it in the comic so he wasn't uh-huh. a villain so they made him a villain we um but we talked about you know this movie being like smaller scale like down to earth more like look no further than the budget so age of ultron budget was like 365 million this movie had a 130 million dollar budget <laughs> like they were they were not about to up the ante yet and so i like, hope i hope 30 million of that went straight to judy greer because yeah. <laughs> i want her in, i want her in more and everything <laughs> america so, so this movie was obviously a box office box office hit but yeah 520 million it made with a 130 million dollar budget well and and this is um kind of what like what Dan was saying is this movie you can hop in wherever. It also could have been if it didn't do well, we just forget about it because you don't need it. No for question. Anything. Yeah, no question. Like about you could it. easily leave it out. They so. even give you like a C list Avenger. Like the yeah. only thing you see, you get Falcon who <laughs> at like the end of Age of Ultron, but you don't see him here like Avengers Assemble. Just like he was a dude who helped out on a mission. They're like if it bombs, like who cares? It's just Falcon yeah. Like, he like didn't like, even help matter. out in Ultron on the mission. Like he just was like looking well, for Bucky at the time. Yeah, yeah no, he showed he shows up at the end in the new. Right. Avengers oh, stuff. right. Like for training. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so I, no one cares about him. Well, and he even <laughs> says like he even is like, "Don't tell Cap about this." So yeah. nobody ever hears about it again. Not a speaking problem. of that scene, I think it's hilarious that like pretty much just after jumping out of the plane. He's like, it doesn't look like anyone's there. Like, how the hell could you tell? <laughs> you didn't even know it was Avengers campus until the clouds you're, cleared. You're literally <laughs> like, is there a glass roof on the building? Yeah, you're, you're like 10,000 feet off the ground. No, don't, don't think anyone's here. <laughs> it's a huge ass Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's a fun little cameo, and it, obviously it sets up um civil war really well yeah um, mm-hmm. and including like the the end and the first time i watched this i had no idea kind of what the ending meant where he was like saying i'm he's looking for you i assumed because he's like well he got you like he's looking oh. for you kind of a thing but yeah. obviously we now find out that he's looking him for him for civil war yeah um so that was kind of a fun time like fun thing to watch again after watching civil war because i didn't really know that he was in civil war so yeah yeah and i've we've all seen the trailer for uh quantumania by now so we can appreciate hope's haircut in this movie versus whatever they did do it in the third so movie coming up. <laughs> um it's like a lego I, man haircut they just like, yeah they just snapped, they snapped it on. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I mean, I definitely think her best hair is in Ant Man and the Wasp. I yeah. feel like this is very obviously a wig here. Yeah, yeah, it's for sure. Like, clearly a wig. Like, yeah. and, I, and it bothers me. I, I, so I, I had seen it once when I first watched it, like several months ago, and then I rewatched it today. And I, when I first saw her, I was like, "There's a scene where she takes that off, right?" <laughs> There's a scene like she like reveals it's like part of like the undercover. I was like, and I'm like, I feel like I remember that. And it's like I watch the whole thing. I'm like, no, they just said, here's your wig for the two hour movie. 
Like maybe it, Darren Cross just really likes that certain type of haircut. She's like, I gotta get him to like me. I gotta wear I this type of hair. She looks like it, her hair looks like Darth Vader's helmet. Like it does. Full <laughs> on. That's how she gets it on in the morning. Bum, 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 bum. Comes down to that little pod. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. I I like how um apparently like the you know the den of thieves where paul rudd lives with louise it's above like a club in the middle of the day that's going so my, my kids All my kids time. have an ant-man book it's not a club it's just there's like ravers that live down there and so just oh, okay all the time. Yeah. i was gonna say because it's the middle of the day and when he goes down there there's like a raging party <laughs> oh, I'm like, what's... <laughs> like man well, you see him, set that up early right he's like coming up the steps and there's like people out the door like at this apartment building yeah that's true very early yeah on. Yeah, I'm sure that's not going to come back. <laughs> right, <laughs> nobody will. Yeah, nobody will wonder what what's up with that. Um, so what I really thought Michael Douglas was really good in this movie. Um, I think this He's movie great. is pretty well cast from top to bottom. Me too. Like, there's yeah. nobody that I feel like didn't feel right for the role. I thought it was really, really well. He, he he's a great Hank Pym. Like he. Mm -hmm. so and, good. And he's written very well because he's an ass like Hank Pym is in the comics. Yeah, and a little you know? weird. Like I can't yeah. like the the scene. It grosses me out. Like the sugar cube scene when he's like, oh. like sugar, and then he's <laughs> ants pushing the sugar Awful. I feel like you could have replaced Judy Greer with someone. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, no, she's huh? she's an afterthought in this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, even like. Even the even the the Judy Greer and, Bo and Bobby Cannavale, who are just like minor characters, are so good. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. so good in this. Mm -hmm. And I the really like great. And I like that they make his character. I like that they make um, that they make Scott Lang. His interest is always hundred percent on Cassie. Like there's not a subplot where he's trying to win his wife back. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like you know, if they learn if we learn anything from Gwyneth Paltrow, co-parenting man. <laughs> <laughs> and then and there's all and, and and you don't even get him with hope, really. Right. Like yeah, not really no, literally the last a, second. Literally, yeah, like the last <laughs> scene. Like, it's not yeah. like, you know, uh like Tony Stark and Pepper Potts, right? So like will they, won't they? Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, right. yeah. It, and then okay. make it out make it out outside Hank Pym's door. Yeah. Just, yeah. At the very end, well, yeah, I mean it's it's way better than the force bullshit we just watched with Ultron with yeah. like, oh, Black Widow. Like they're like, know, okay, maybe you know we should tone it down for this one. I think I think maybe they did maybe learn something from that. Like they're like, <laughs> we're not gonna force a romantic subplot into every movie we we have. Right. Um, I thought there should have been another, fucking bit. They should have had a busty widow in here. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> What are we doing? You know, right. trying to get, I mean, you gotta draw you, you gotta draw new fans in. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Aaron. <laughs> You're telling me that you've got a suit that goes from small to big and big to small. Not once does it malfunction and the pants come off. Like how right. how are what we supposed we, to believe this? So along that same line, I had did you guys the xylophone twice in succession. And <laughs> did you guys think it was awkward? That like it, they tried I to do like the. Do you think it was awkward? They tried to do like the Paul Rudd is sexy now part. 
where he's like yeah. putting the stuff he's on his flexing so hard. <laughs> you could just see it in his face. I'm like, I I can't think of Paul Rudd like this. Like, we didn't I need know. to see that. Like <laughs> I did. <laughs> I don't have any complaints. I don't know what's going on here, Monty. I don't have yeah. any yeah. complaints. Yeah, it was fine with it. Yeah. Like it, it felt like it felt like we shouldn't see him like that. Like it was fine to see Chris Evans like that and Chris Hemsworth. So I'll I'll ask you because the other guy that was up for the role, apparently Edgar Wright really wanted um Paul Rudd. So he reached out to Rudd specifically when they were doing it. And that's how that happened. MCU wanted, Feige wanted Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, that's who's right. Like, oh. Who's like young Paul Rudd. Do you yeah. feel differently about the flexing scene if it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Because I feel like I feel about the same. No. I feel like I feel about the You're same. roughly the same person. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's interesting. Um, I did. I read that, that and I was like, that makes sense. They're the same actor. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's the same exact movie. He can definitely play a <laughs> kind a of like corny, corny attractive yep. guys. Yeah. 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 Um, something I wanted to kind of touch on because I don't know, maybe I missed something, but the the scene right before this because where he's breaking into to pin into the safe. Yeah, into the safe right now. Before that, they get you know they get through. Um, uh, Louise's uh, whole story and everything, and they're starting to do all this work. And like the the thing that triggered it for me was they someone come I forget who it was comes over and puts a waffle down on the table with a bunch of whipped cream and a strawberry, and it's never addressed. It's like it's <laughs> a waffle. It's 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 like it's just a waffle. Nobody addresses it. Nobody ever does anything with it. And it's like stuff like that. There's there's so many little things in this movie. That are stuff like that where it's like you're seeing it because it's like Chekhov's waffle. They they show <laughs> you the waffle, it sits there, and then it's never addressed again. I have never me, I have never heard that scene analyzed deeper. I've I've never just it. So, yeah. But it's like it's all these other little things of like these tiny little details that are just thrown into the background. Like when Louise <laughs> is talking about this, where he's like he's going in about it's like, you know. Like it was mostly reds, and you know I'm a white guy, but you know like they had a rosé, and it's like there are these tiny little details that get thrown in that are just like so funny, and they they'll fly over your head if you miss them. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you they you're like almost getting the joke subconsciously, you know. And it, it's so there's so many of these little moments in this movie that are just like kind of. I know one thing. Like, I want a waffle. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, no, yeah. Specifically that kind of waffle. Yeah. With whipped cream and a, and a strawberry. Cream yeah. Strawberry. Yeah. Um, I will say not to keep going back to it. That that to me also that also feels like a like an Edgar Wright touch because he's got all these like I did this and I'm gonna like drink, smash I'm cut gonna close up all of this stuff. Like yeah, no, don't do that. You're gonna be dead, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> I like record last call Lambo and I haven't died yet, so we're fine. <laughs> I was gonna say we still have to do that tomorrow. Yeah. So you better... <laughs> um well, and okay, so one little point that we just watched that I wanted to address was um, when he gets the fingerprint off the doorknob, how does he know that it's Pim's fingerprint? I mean, he's just like, oh, there's one fingerprint. I mean, yeah, I guess I mean, no one ever thinking, has touched that doorknob. <laughs> when you're thinking on your feet, you would have to, I mean, you would assume, right, that if you Hopefully find any fingerprint, this, yeah. it's going to be who lives here. Aaron, right. do but, I? Aaron, do I have to give you the xylophone? Do I have to give you the xylophone? <laughs> I really need to. Cl- I really need to clip that that reaction. <laughs> Honestly, my my thought on it was that it's an old house, and I know they said the the guy who lives there is gone, so like he's not a shut in. But an old house like that with an older guy, my assumption would be 
he probably does not let a whole lot of people in here. So if there's yeah, something in here, it's probably true. his. Yeah. That, that'd be good, my point, good point. It was just kind of funny. He's like, yep, this is the one. I just I got know. It. Well, it's, it's a perfect <laughs> fingerprint. There's no smudges. There's no yeah. lines. It's right. perfect, man. Yeah. It's been there for 50 years. <laughs> it's like the footprints oh, on the here moon. Comes the sheep scene. Just remarkably evil. Well, and Hope's right there as well, and he's like, kill it's another just, sheep. Yeah, <laughs> bring like, another one in. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even like the what's the difference line where she's like, I thought we were doing this. Yeah. And he's like, what's the difference? And it's this like literal like symbol of like peace and sweet kindness, children. And it's like, nope, we're going to kill it. When you like, remorse. his out of you, we talked about, you talked about dialogue earlier. Every one of his lines is, it sounds like it came out of a comic book. <laughs> like, I love him as well. Like this whole, if we're talking like on the nose stuff, this whole villain subplot, like yeah. he is overly evil, but then usually like you've got this, like his plan looks fine on the surface and you dig her in and he's like, he's, he's like, not a sympathetic we, villain at we all. We are having small soldiers to go in and overturn yeah. the country. It's like, it's all yeah. out in the open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, I'm instantly weaponizing this. <laughs> As, as like, as okay, we as don't have to uncover the plot. Like, the plot's here. <laughs> we're good. We're good. As great as like the, the script is, everyone's motivations hit you over the head with like, mm -hmm. like a club. It's like <laughs> daddy issues, capitalism, bang, bang, bang. I and lost just... my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, He's about to put on the suit for the first time. And I love that he's just like, I'm going to try this suit on. I immediately, <laughs> if, 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 if a suit was in a safe, I'd be like, oh, Garbage. that's like evil Knievel's first suit or some shit. Like some yeah. weird fandom thing. Let me that that's that's he called it a motorcycle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now, yeah. but now you know why it looks like this and not in the, not the comic accurate version. <laughs> right. Yeah. He would never, they, never they, I'm not wearing that. Why would I they, put that on? Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> Yeah, he wouldn't even take it. He'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> the scene where he shrinks down, it's so, I mean, it, it's so much of it when he's small. It's so Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I love it oh, so yeah. much. We're just yep. The outside world is terrifying. Every tiny thing is just so scary. I love mm -hmm. it. Like, this is this is definitely the campiest scene in mm -hmm. the movie. Yeah. Um, he's running on the record player and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, the whole dance party that he's in, trying not to get yeah. stepped on, um, falling on the car, and yeah, it's it's very it feels very not theatrical, comical. I also, in a way. I also, well, I refuse to believe that if this happened to any normal person, which he is, he's a completely normal dude, you would absolutely pass out first. Right. <laughs> like there's. There is no way you'd be like, oh, wow, I'm really small. All right, let's just uh, explore for a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to have a full-on panic attack or yeah. anything. I also refuse I to believe, not that it's clean, clean, but I refuse to believe that four dudes live in that apartment and that, that bathtub is like anywhere yeah. close to clean. Yeah, like, it is clearly dirty. It is clearly yeah. dirty, but it would be disgusting. Be so yeah. much hair in there. <laughs> yeah. He would have diseases just from being down that close. Like he'd be yeah. dead right now. There would be things crawling at him. But yeah, immediately. Yeah. There'd, be a centipede. There'd be a centipede in the tub or something. It, it'll be like that, that Rick and Morty episode where they go inside the body and they're fighting off like hepatitis C oh, and yeah. all that. It's like he's just he's just Yeah. <laughs> um Wait, so you mentioned the this like with the the scale, which that's another thing that I really loved about this movie is that like 
as much of the like how much the villain is like the actual villain it's like the secondary villain is just the world Mm -hmm. yeah everything everything in the world because it's when you're that size everything's trying to kill you even if it's not actually trying and that 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 final fight scene in the in his daughter's room with the Thomas the Tank made me laugh so goddamn yeah. hard. And I'm like, this is the climax of an action superhero movie. Yeah, and it is so Thomas the Tank fun. Engine. Yeah, just, it just I falls off the track when it, when it pans out. It's so yeah. good. it's all like yeah. And it cuts the music, and it's just the sound effect. And it's just the click. It's so good. That's probably the best scene in the movie. I mean, I think this is a tough movie because you have to have the weird camera angles from the lower end to make everything look bigger. And then obviously, like, it it just makes it difficult, especially when they're shrinking. I mean, the CGI is really well done in this whole movie. Mm -hmm. I So I I was wondering, I, I thought it was very random where we just at the part right now that the he lands on the car and it's Garrett Morris. So I was like, I was like, okay, why would they, I was like, it's very odd that they picked Garrett Morris of all people. So I looked it up. He was actually the first person to play Ant-Man on TV. Oh, really? He was in, he was in, there was an SNL skit. And it was like a Halloween party. And when Garrett Morris was on SNL, That's he was Ant-Man. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> right. I know That's exactly amazing. the skit you're talking about. Because I was like, why would they pick Garrett Morris to be in this? He doesn't even talk. Right. He's in the movie for five seconds. He says, so he like, says what the hell? But yeah. things on the roof. That's all he says. Yeah. So I'm like, Definitely. okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because it definitely set up like a cameo. Like, this is something because we never see him again. (laughs) Right, yeah. Well, it kind of like goes back to like what Dusty was saying. Like, it's clear that the people behind this movie were huge fans of this, like, this guy, the the lore around this character. Yeah, and I think they he really wanted to when they were talking about it, it was just, it was still this it was like they wanted to do they wanted the Pym stuff but Pym was such a like a complicated character in Marvel that like Lang like the, as as far as you can ground Scott Lang as more like relatable than Hank Pym like the yeah the, the weirdo genius <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I do like that it focused on him but does still allow you to see a lot of I mean we talked about Michael Douglas already who's tremendous but you do get to see. Pim the genius, Pim like the the guy who's kind of behind everything, but also doesn't trust a single single person, which is and he's, he's also so fucking good. weird because he just has ants everywhere, and it's just oh he's like I had a I had a note, and you guys tell me if you agree with this or not. So I wonder if the reason that Pim seems to not trust or like Howard Stark very much is when. They went back in time in Endgame. They stole those particles when he was working oh. on them. And he, and he, so he knows Howard. He knows Howard Stark loves Steve Rogers, and he he met Steve Rogers and he tricked him. And then he went, he went and stole the particles. Or he didn't meet him. He called him. So right. I was like, hmm. I wonder if that's why he dislikes Stark in the eighties. That's really interesting. <laughs> I huh. never thought about that. And the final I just thought of it because they were like the same. Place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was because or thought about it from the perspective of like they're the same person. So it's an ego Well, and Stark thing. wanted to like sell weapons and Pim like kind of right. didn't want to yeah. do that. Was, yeah. yeah. That's why he that yeah, that's why he quit. But that's I love there's a there's that, that first that. scene. I love he punches Martin Donovan. Yeah. Punches Martin Donovan. <laughs> and then later on. 
he's like, Hey, how's retirement going? And Hank Pym's yeah. like, How's your face? Like, how's that your was 40 face? Years ago, dude. <laughs> he's been thinking about that line for 40 fucking that years. That guy forgot and punched him in the face. <laughs> yeah. there, there's definitely been like several nights, like in between then and that scene where Michael Douglas is like laying in bed. He's like, If I ever see that guy again, like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> Just rubbing his hands together. It's going to be so good. Craft a perfect comeback. Like George Costanza. <laughs> yeah. The jerk store call. They're running out of you. Up with your wife. <laughs> His wife's in a coma. <laughs> so welcome to Talking Seinfeld. Uh, yeah. You know what? Don't tempt me. I can't I can't, I can't do any more shows for God's So sake. obviously obviously you have to suspend belief and logic in this movie a lot, but my my biggest quote unquote plot hole from this is remember, you know, when Hope's like doing the exposition during the training montage scenes scenes, and she's like, Okay, when you're when you shrink down, you're whatever size, but you still have the density of a you know, two hundred pound man or whatever. So how can Hank Pym carry a tank on his keychain? <laughs> <laughs> if it's That's a, great. <laughs> I mean Unless he's real strong. It did, not, a, it did not appear to be a functioning tank. It just dropped out. We don't know how heavy but he's, No, he know. says. So he says this it. is not a key. Dri- yeah, they, they drive it out. Yeah. But it just it just falls on the ground. What I'm saying no, is like maybe it's really not as heavy as a real tank. But he specifically says maybe Michael this Douglas is not a keychain. <laughs> that, that's it that I, I will believe that more we don't ever see a scene where michael douglas takes a shirt off and flexes we don't know that's true over there you know because like i didn't i didn't even catch that this, this was the <laughs> just these pim particles on all of his muscles basic <laughs> insect basic basic insect. Insect. <laughs> this, this was my I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say any of them right now this was probably my fourth. This is probably my either my third or fourth time watching it, and I didn't catch that she said that specific thing that oh you you remain as dense as you are full size. I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> That's the tank in his pocket. So then why yeah. does he move so fucking slowly when he's giant in Civil War? <laughs> the like if, if the... he's if he weighs two hundred pounds at that, like I feel like maybe he's like floating. Maybe it's different if you grow but not shrink. Oh, maybe, maybe so, they tried to delete that line in later cuts and they were <laughs> <laughs> they forgot. They're like, oh damn. That stupid Monty figured it out. <laughs> They're gonna be knocking on your door tomorrow. Yeah. Like, hey. The the, the Kevin AI robots outside my <laughs> bedroom window. <laughs> I I don't think it's I don't think it ever comes up in this movie, but I was telling Aaron I watched this and I watched Ant Man and the Wasp back to back this morning, and the you kind of mentioned it here and it's something that came up. It's like they keep in the second one in, in Ant Man and the Wasp they have cars that are like full size and they shrink them down. Oh yeah, and it's like that car can't stay driving. Yeah. speed when it's the size of a matchbox car it's basically it, it impossible and right. and we'll definitely like i have a lot that that scene specifically i'm definitely going to bring up when we when we do that episode but yeah and they they shrink and go back like immediately like, yeah, right. 
<laughs> counterpoint that scene rules and you it does rule. Yes. Yes. I'm with so, you there, Dusty. I'm xylophoning myself on that. One. <laughs> yes. Monty's gonna be. I'll tell you what's gonna happen right now. Monty's gonna be pushing up his glasses so many times while he's talking about that stuff in that episode. And it's furthermore, it's just I just think they should slow down quite a bit when they do that, and they do whiplash when they get bent again. Are we to believe this is some kind of magic car? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sure hope someone got fired for that blunder. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I do like the 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 whole heist part of this movie. I mean, a heist is always a good thing to pull off. You know, it's a, this is kind of a buddy cop movie, right? With the mm-hmm. with literally the the two cops and then Julius you know, from Remember the Titans. And, yes. and uh and avon barksdale from the wire say, which is even I, funnier I avon barksdale, yeah. yeah that he's a cop in this and the movie. guy from the other guys who he plays a cop in that movie yep. too. <laughs> <laughs> he just but has that, a new york cop written all over him I dread, I, he is also in dread he's one of my oh, henchmen in dread that's right he is in dread mm-hmm. super underrated movie oh man so good um but when he says you thought you could stop the future with a heist i was like like a time heist <laughs> <laughs> there are so many we were talking about this pre-show there are so many things especially because uh the ant-man and the wasp Mania trailer like a an ex- like a new one came out this week and it was even more i think i don't felt like it revealed more than the first trailer did yeah. um and there are so many overlapping like themes and conversations from this one a lot about time and lost time yep specifically time that Scott has lost with his daughter from when he was in jail at the beginning of the movie. And then obviously he loses some more again during the snap because he's stuck in the quantum realm um, because all the, you know, the rest of the Pym family gets snapped. Yeah. And um, spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And there's just a lot of like, obviously talk about the quantum realm and eternity and just all of this stuff. It's weird how big of a movie this kind of is for like these later movies like yeah you can't have endgame without ant-man yeah right I, yeah actually real real quick a funny story i told aaron today was actually the first time i watched ant-man of the wasp because i skipped it when i was like because i was like i want to get to i want to get to infinity war i want right. to get to endgame oh so yeah i know right. they're fucking awesome so i skipped it and so i watched ant-man <laughs> and then i started watching um endgame and <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm like, "Wait, wait, why is it in the van? Why did the rat release him from a van? Why has he been in a van for five he, years? Where is he coming? Is from? he homeless? <laughs> he just like, I, 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 the rat pushed the button and then he appeared in a van. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, I'm on board. I got the yeah. yeah. I like this. Is the rat, like, is the rat Hank Pym? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I can see where you were confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is funny though, because that even isn't ex- like that's literally a post-credit scene too. I think yeah, like, yeah. they're just like mm-hmm. visiting the quantum realm, and then he's like, um, "Hey guys," <laughs> yeah, and they're all like snapped. Um, Bad luck. But, you know, yeah. half of the universe snapped yeah. out, and three, all three of the people of there. Yeah. Right? all three of them, and, but not him. Tough, it's a tough draw, right there, man. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like Akai's family, his entire fucking family. Entire family. family. Yeah. <laughs> There's like six of them, <laughs> but he was the, fine. The snap he, was, he was good. He was very good. intentional. It turns yeah. out the daughter was just in the bathroom. And he was like, well, <laughs> guess I'm Ronan now. <laughs> and she's like, oh, whole um, family's dead. 
his phone rings. He's like, nope. <laughs> not real. Shave my, shave my head. Be real. Gangsters. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also like the Hank Pym's super futuristic shed that he works yeah. out of. Like, couldn't, I mean, he's retired. Couldn't he just have like a real workshop? I mean, he doesn't have to hide from society, does he? Yeah, but it's so much cooler. Like, yeah. if you could have one of those, it's so much cooler. They probably don't lo- allow ants in offices. <laughs> like they, they, they start, they would just like start laying out ant traps and shit. Like, <laughs> like imagine just, they're, they're walking in with their little suitcases and hanging their hats up, and the people are like, "It's too much, too much." <laughs> I can't do this, man. Like, <laughs> I can't work like this. <laughs> can't do this. I thought I could do it, but I'm out of here. It's this every is... day. I'm afraid I'm going to kill my coworkers. It's every day. I can't be doing that. Speaking of the ants. Because I think this is something that we should address. Because Aaron is the only one of us that is Team RIP Anthony. Yeah, I can't believe you guys didn't feel anything. No, not well. Like it was, it was like his dog. It's it's struck me in the. It's an ant. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear Dan's argument because I want to agree with Dan on this thing. In the final battle, he's running through that carpet, and all those other ants come out, and he just starts blasting all these ants. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like. Am I supposed to feel something for all of these ants? Because they're just getting fucking wasted. Slaughtered. No. slaughtered. Never seen you a man I... shoot ants with a bullet See, before. And I did because I made I made the note that when the ants set the bombs, um, that the carpenter ants picked them up so they would not die. They picked them up and took them back. The other, oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and I, I I just made a comment. I just watched the movie, and I was like, oh, that's like, like, because I think they anticipate you to form some sort of emotional connection. My, I think the only, it wouldn't. The other ones don't bother me as much, just because one, they weren't named. There's that whole joke of like, you don't name a stray cat unless you're keeping it, because you form an emotional connection. So that's why Hank Pym never names them, is my theory. Yeah, num- he numbered them. Right. Yeah. So you don't form an emotional connection because they can die way easier than like a human can. And um, that's why it bothered me with Anthony because um, he treats it like a dog, like good boy. Like, and you even see at the end of the movie, they're treating one of the ants like, and it's the giant one, like a dog. And so for me, it felt yeah. like his like pet, see, and that's his uh, companion. That one, I think that one I'm on board with because you get yeah. like yeah. some kind of personality they're feeding to the table. I don't you can play like the drums. Ever, there was never badass. anything with Anthony. Yeah, he plays very good at the drums with all the arms and everything. <laughs> right. Like, there's never anything with Anthony other than like he flies, he flies. and I ride on him. I don't feel like <laughs> right. they yeah. gave that. They, they, they kind of say like good boy or like I don't know. They're they're having like they're bonding and they're like little I like did, Rocky scene where he's training. You know, I did think it was funny though that they the way they kill him off is why a bullet. He's in like shot, he's one bullet. Shot with a bullet. One <laughs> bullet. <laughs> And then oh, the really I, I think it would have been I think it would have been more intense if like would he not disintegrate? Like did the bullet not been... hit Scott? How did it not hit anyone else? Yeah, I think it would have been like worse if he would have like swat like smushed him between his hands or like yeah. on him or something. I think yeah. that would have been more yeah, it was kind or of he, a, or he literally just had like it's a just like you're raid. just like he's gone because I remember watching it the first time. I was like, wait. Did he just yeah. shoot? Like, I, because it just happens really fast and you don't really see anything. And I'm like, like what if he literally just had bug spray? Yeah, the, de- <laughs> right. yeah, the death is not one that like really has you linger on it. I think that, yeah. that may have been part of it. It was just like, yeah. the, they're playing Ave Maria or whatever they're doing and like yeah. the wing is floating down. And <laughs> right, but like you're a- just like, wait, I just kind of missed it. Like you blink and yeah. you don't see what happens. And if There's he didn't like scream, Anthony, I would have no idea. 
Yeah, yeah. There's like yeah. some black and white memory flashbacks of him and Anthony, like <laughs> a violin also, playing. Yeah. The, the the one part that we haven't we haven't seen yet, but we're getting there in a little bit. The one scene where they randomly just like hope just starts making all the ants cover the lights. Like that was so weird. Like they try if, to make it like she's evil, like for no reason. Like what? yeah, it felt like very Wanda Vision almost kind of. Right. Where it was like she has this power she doesn't know how to control. Yeah, I was like, I, I thought of I thought of Galadriel in Lord of the Rings when she gets yeah. all like crazy in the first. Movie. Yeah, I'm like why are <laughs> like, they making her like yelling? Why are they making like we can tell she's mad? She doesn't have to cover the lights with ants. Like what? <laughs> If I had ant powers, I would do so many dumb things with it. Just like <laughs> what would you I'd cover yet? lights. Like, why not? Like, what else am I gonna do with it? You know? I, I didn't know where you were going. I thought you had something weird ass idea. I thought like, there was I, an I ants in your pants joke coming. No, I can't say it here. Right? I thought I thought he was gonna say something like I'd make them go back in time and make Edgar Wright direct this movie. They <laughs> <laughs> should they could pull time heist as well if you trade them for it. Yeah, I bet they could do that. I just imagine Dusty. Dusty has a room full of ants working on like a time machine, and everyone <laughs> just like, walks by with a cup of coffee. Like, how's it going, boys? <laughs> yeah, and guess what? Looking they're good. Terrible at it. <laughs> Those ants suck at building that thing. It's been ten years. It's still not done. <laughs> Do you guys remember the movie? What I think it's called Joe's Apartment. Oh, <laughs> with the cockroaches. That yeah. was not the first. M- that was like the first MTV movie. First I thought you were going to say MTV, MTV movie. I was like, oh, that was like ant. That's like. A hillbilly Ant Man, <laughs> white <laughs> trash Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, that that's what I thought of when he woke up and they were all over the floor. I was like, oh, this is like Joe's apartment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Oh, um, my favorite about, animal oh, is ahead. in this movie. Your favorite animal? A tardigrade. Oh, that's right. Just barely at the end. Yeah, just, just for, just for a minute. He's going down in the quantum realm. He's yeah. just there for a second. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I know that one. I know that animal. <laughs> I know what that is. <laughs> I got so excited when I watched it the first time. I think I screamed. Totally normal behavior. So there's um, a there's a really cheesy scene. Uh, I think it's is it during Thomas Tank? I can't remember exactly. I didn't write down the scene is when they do like that. I'm gonna disintegrate you, and that does the playing disintegration. Oh, it's when they, they're, oh, falling, yeah. they're falling out of the helicopter. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. When, you, when I, he's in, kills me when, it's yeah. When they're in the briefcase. Yeah, yeah. when they play disintegrate yeah. by those. I mean that song works so well anyway. It's mm-hmm. just it's a cheesy setup to play that song, but it, I, that's I was like, because it I doesn't like, sound oh, natural. Nobody fucking says <laughs> I'm gonna disintegrate <laughs> you. If you. Once you know this, once you know this, you'll never be able to not hear it. Oh, the God. the sound that the yellow jacket lasers make is the mm-hmm. literally the ATAT lasers from Star Wars. What? Oh. They they literally just use the, the oh, exact same sound. That's clip. amazing. I'm gonna have to compare them. <laughs> they were in a lab yeah. getting ready to like that... have their sound engineers like someone already made a sound. Yeah, just use that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Someone made laser noises a long time ago. We don't have to invent our own. I might be wrong <laughs> on this. I, I may, maybe I am, but I feel like I, I heard a Wilhelm scream in this movie as well. When everything's blowing up at the thing, I feel like someone was flying in the air, and I think I heard a Wilhelm I scream. I, heard oh, I, think there, I think there is one. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that there's another Star Wars thing for you because I was it was someone like mm-hmm. flipping, and I was like, yeah, okay, I, I think that's what that. Was. Oh, I had I had a note for this for this like montage scene, not necessarily right now when they're talking about messing with the regulator. But why do they show him just like randomly working on the suit, but he's not really doing anything? <laughs> that is a driver. Yeah, like, well, 
Uh, yes, we know you're heavy. We know we know you're an electrical engineer and stuff, but like, at least say what you're doing. They're just showing him working on it for no Mom, reason. You, you say that, but I always forgot he was an electrical engineer until they like show those scenes. I was like, oh, that's right, he's smart. Yeah, oh, they, they, right. they had to remind us. <laughs> oh, like, right. Those scenes were for me and me alone. Because <laughs> <laughs> like. It's like the suit's done. Like Hank never says it's malfunctioning yeah, what is it? at it's, any it's point. Like he, he's like, let me tweak this. Like a tweak. Yeah. Tweak <laughs> technology you are not familiar with in any way. <laughs> yeah. You made a you made a fingerprint out of super glue. That does not mean <laughs> right. that you can you modify put this. Water suit. into a fucking safe. <laughs> You're not the same. <laughs> yeah. I I do love this whole the the training montage where they're introducing each of the ants. It felt very like um, magic like, school bus. I was I was gonna oh, that's that's a good one. I do like that. I was gonna say it felt very much like um, Assassin's Creed or like a video game. Oh where it, yeah, where it's like it's like here now you have poison arrows. Yeah, now you have knockout arrows, and these arrows are yeah. for going through stuff. Like and then, very yeah, specific. And I, this ant does this. It's you can go into these things. Yeah, these you, you things. can go into the menu and click on it, and there's like a whole backstory to the weapon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, one question that I did have that I could not figure out, um, and nobody really explains it. I don't think. How the hell does what's his name? The bad guy. What's Aaron Cross. 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 Yeah. How the hell does Cross know that Scott Lang is Ant Man? Like, how does he just like? Oh, like, I, or like that he's. Oh, never mind. I guess he kind of does explain it because he finds out about the jail that he yeah he, out of jail somehow yeah, he, magically, and then he, th which somehow means I guess that he's Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> Not that this guy that's a criminal or a thief could break out of jail, but okay. <laughs> Someone broke out of prison without opening the door. Ant-Man. <laughs> gotta be Ant-Man. Ant no other no resolution. No question. Yeah. <laughs> I do um, like that there's been like, I don't know I don't know how long this took place, uh, this was supposed to take place over, but you have this like, this guy broke out and there's a citywide manhunt from the police for him. They're like, oh, we just said we misfiled the, the release papers. And all the yeah. are like, cool. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. You've been looking at this guy for like a couple of weeks. Like, well, you <laughs> just you filed the papers. You, Where has he been? Thousands of dollars. <laughs> Furthermore, your partner's the one who discovered that he was gone. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I like that this... misunderstanding. I, I, I do like that. I think one of the biggest things that maybe people that weren't comic book readers were familiar with is just the concept just of <laughs> <laughs> just the concept of superheroes don't always have to have secret identities mm -hmm. and i feel like marvel for sure has the most superheroes that don't really have one mm -hmm. um so that's one thing that i i one of my friends when these movies were coming out um and we would go watch them would say like so people just know who these guys are like all the time I was like, yeah, because it makes it seem somewhat more realistic that people, not everyone has to have a second identity to hide who they are or whatever. It's like, yeah, I'm Ant-Man, whatever. Right. <laughs> well, I do like, and we haven't, I don't think we've seen it quite yet. Oh, no, we saw it in Winter uh, Winter Soldier. The, that they, they do do the Superman identity. They just put on glasses and a yeah. hat. And they're like, oh, I'm a totally, no one will recognize me. Because they do that in Civil War quite a bit, too. That's, that's why one of my favorite like, oh, parts... Yep. One of my favorite parts, and I know we keep bringing it up, but in Ant-Man and the Wasp is when they yeah, make they, fun of that. Like, we look at ourselves at a baseball game. Like, 
That's the classic Marvel disguise, and they just totally make fun of it. I love that. Right. Chris they're, Evans, who is just self-aware. jacked beyond belief, is like, yeah. a black baseball hat and walking yeah. to the Apple store. And, and, glasses no that, me. and glasses that don't even cover my eyes. Yeah. Even if <laughs> even people didn't even if people didn't think he was Captain America, they would think he was like a football player and would still stop him and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they would think he was like Joey Bosa well. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just Joey Bosa. He's, he's walking. He's walking through the exhibit about him. Yeah, we saw that. And he's, and he's just in the hat. The, yeah. There's one child that recognizes him. Yeah. Like he's fucking Santa Claus. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. There's pictures of me everywhere. Don't tell anyone that I'm You're here. You're standing next to one right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. He's reading on a picture me, of himself. What are we doing? What are you doing? It reminds me a lot of like there's that one scene in the Lego movie where they like they're holding up the picture of him and he's like, wait. Draw him with a cowboy hat on. That is him. That's the guy. It's like, wait, he can't be Captain oh, America. Yeah. He's wearing a hat. We did it. This, this, this is the end of the amputation. I couldn't obsession. remember where that ended. Okay. Oh, oh, because this is the start of Phase Three, right? It's the last of Phase Two. Wait, where's the arm in oh. this one? Did I know the oh, arm in this one? When oh, at the sorry. end, when he sends Yellow Jacket into the quantum realm, like his arm. Disappears first, basically. That's basically uh, how they do it. Uh, okay. You know, he so goes in like was, piece that by was piece. Question. So, um, wait, wait, Yellow Jacket I is missed, in the quantum is, realm. Yeah. What's what's the oh. amputation thing? So, in every movie in Phase Two, someone gets something amputated because it's like a callback to Empire Strikes Back. Some of them oh. are very obvious, and some of them are not so obvious. Less, this like is one where I was movie. watching, going, I couldn't, I didn't know what this one was. Yeah, yeah I forgot about okay. that. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So they go. So Yellow Jacket, as far as we know, even going forward to like current Quantum Mania, is it could be in the Quantum Realm somewhere. Can I spoil something for you? <laughs> is he in it? So you saw the trailer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he in it? And I just missed it. So he's Modok in. Oh, I did know. I did write. Yeah. I did see him, and I I knew that there was something with him, but I couldn't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, he's been he's been stuck down there this whole time, and he mutates, and yeah, so that he'll be back. Like my, oh, like same actress, like same actress. Gray, gray hair and dresses like a Tuscan. Yeah, like, Corey Stoll turns into Modok. Like yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> he's mutated. He looks like a ball sack. Janet, Janet just gets old. Like. It's just, <laughs> He's like, damn, can't they just age? <laughs> Got that really cool flying chair though. That's cool. <laughs> I have to return I have to turn into a mutant freak head. <laughs> they can only have a name. They gave me initials. What is this? Not even a real oh person. my god. Uh, um we got we got okay, anything else on this one? Or do you want to rate it? Um, I don't think I have anything. Um well, I guess we can talk post credit. So obviously they tease um, the wasp. Yep. Um, getting getting her her suit. Um, but I think one of the funniest um, things for me was they were so lazy with the second post credit. It's just a clip from Civil War. Oh and unless, yeah. And unless like and watching it, I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Because at first he said this would have been helpful a week, or this is going to be harder than it would have been a week ago. A week ago, so yeah. Like, so you're watching, you're like, what the hell was a week ago? I don't know what a week ago. Yeah. And then he mentions the accords, and it's like, 
what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. Just to set up one line of I know a guy. <laughs> they, just for that one part. That, that is totally true. They, at this point, start knowing everyone's looking forward to what's next. They were literally just like, let's just put a scene from the next movie in there. Fuck it. They just <laughs> they just for, they forgot. Like right. yeah, right. All right. we've already got something filmed. Just just jam it at the just end. Just throw it in there. Just... They allude to there being an Ant Man. Just jam right. it at the end and throw it, it up. Just throw it right. in. Right. They mention two of the Come biggest on. moments of the plot in Civil War: the yeah. Bucky programming issue, and then the actual accords. And nobody has any idea what the hell it means. And I forgot. I forgot. I forgot that that was a post-credit scene until I mm-hmm. saw Civil War, and I was like. Oh, I've seen this before. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. The exact scene. Didn't even try. Um, well, that's it for me. Um, anybody else got anything? I just, I, I just, I cry with all the daddy daughter stuff. All of the, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I am, I am not divorced. I'm not estranged from my daughter or any of that stuff. Uh, but anytime, <laughs> anytime they get yeah. into disclaimer, life, yeah, <laughs> just I throw that out there. Happily married, uh, everything's good at home. I promise. Um, I was say, is, is your wife in the quantum realm? She's, 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 she's a hero. She's, okay, been, what? she's been watching some of these movies with me. Actually, she we did not get a chance to watch this one together. We haven't watched the movies together. But anytime there's like any she's of this stuck stuff, in the quantum realm. So. She's yeah. Well, you know, she's she's got to get her. How else does she get gray hair and a hood? You know. She's yeah. got to, Get her little fighting stick. You get in the quantum realm, whatever it is you get down there. <laughs> Gotta head down, and get my metallic bow staff, I guess. And head back. Taryn Cross's face mutated beyond belief. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> he looks great here. Oh, that's the, what you okay, got so I, bow staff? That's what happened to you down here? I will add the one last thing. I, I think this was the first movie of what we're seeing now in the current MCU where this is like a passing of the torch type of movie where like Pim, Pim DeLang, you mean? Yeah. Pim DeLang, which is, mm-hmm. but now we've got all this stuff, Hawkeye to Kate Bishop and Iron Man to Ironheart. Like they're really doing that stuff now, but this was real early that they were mm-hmm. like, okay, this is a, someone else is going to be the Ant-Man now. Right. Yeah. Good point. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the, <laughs> I think it's odd though that he never told his daughter what happened with yeah it, like it's like it's nothing bad like nobody did anything bad like when he, he says like he i wanted to protect her. you like right. maybe he just maybe he assumed and he's probably right that she would have done what he did which is like his whole life was devoted to trying to find her or she'd and be so, a little more hasty and just like well i'm going to the quantum realm to yeah she her. would like, right, right. You know, well i, I guess knew she'd be I'm, impulsive. I'm trying to wonder of like what the hell did he tell his daughter well he remember she said he he she, she said she died in a plane crash plane crash that's right and, uh, and I, she said I know that didn't happen. Can we stop with that lie or something like that? Right, but I guess I'm 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 confused. Like, she was a hero. I at least figured you know you'd you'd add that hero in part instead of being like, no, we're just gonna never. Literally, men will literally go to the quantum realm before they go to therapy. That's exactly never, where we're they at. never found her body because she went subatomic. I mean, her body was bad. <laughs> it was Mashed just integrated. Bits. The cure she had no playing. teeth, they couldn't even check the dental records. Everything was, was pulverized, honey. I'm so sorry, seven year old. No, it was disintegrated. But, nothing left of your dad. Mother. I don't think Jet Field burns that. <laughs> 
Hank Pym sits her down. Let me tell you about jet fuel. I'll tell you what it can do. <laughs> All right. Well, let's <laughs> let's get into the unit rating uh, ratings. All right. So first, one out of ten on how you like the movie as a standalone film, um, and then one out of ten for how you think it ranks within the Marvel movies or how you it rates within the marvel movies so monty why don't you go first you never get to go first because you're usually hosting so, so i will say i think as a standalone movie it's great because like we talked about there's really nothing you need to know before you mm -hmm. see this um so it's just like a standalone fun like comedy relief action movie like i'll give this an eight mm -hmm. like just as a movie on its own like i love paul rudd so i'm i'm sold right away um as far as an MCU movie goes, I will say in basically until Endgame, really, Ant-Man didn't really mean much to any of these movies. Like, mm -hmm. yes, he's got the Civil War thing, but he's, you know, if he's not in that battle, I don't think it ends any differently. <laughs> yeah. So I will say now that Endgame has been out and we know obviously how important it was, I'll give it a nine. But... Up until then, I'm going to give it like a three for an MCU movie because it doesn't matter until much later. Mm -hmm. Dusty? I go roughly the same, I think, on the first one. I think probably a seven. Like, I think there's, I don't know, not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a fun, breezy watch. And like I said, if I it was Edgar Wright, though. Yeah. It? Ten if it was Edgar Wright, it would have been a 15. 15 <laughs> out of 10. Uh, right there. Well, the guy he wrote it with, by the way, Joe Cornish, they also wrote Attack the Block together. I don't know if you guys have seen Attack the Block. That was Never right, seen that. Wrote that, not directed. Trump, that's uh, John Boyega. That was his first uh, breakout movie. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. British kind of alien uh, alien movie with uh, with British teens, British uh, no good nicks fighting against an alien invasion. Tremendous. You guys need to watch Attack the Block. Um, I'll go probably, yeah, probably a seven. I love the trio. I think Luis, Kurt, and, and Dave steal the show. Mm -hmm. Every time they're on screen, just tremendous. And yeah, it's it's fun. I enjoy it. And then, uh, yeah, it's got good plot, great effects. So I'll, I'll go seven because it's not perfect, but yeah. I do enjoy it. And then for MCU, yeah, I'll go, I mean, I'll probably go four or five, uh, just just kind of for a lot of the reasons Monty said. Like, it doesn't mean much. But then even then, like, if this movie didn't happen, a lot of that stuff, they could they can forge their way through anyway. Like, it's not, yeah. this is not an essential watch. I mean, like, a lot, even the other ones, we talked about this in terms of Guardians. I went into Guardians thinking, like, well, this is a standalone. Like, oh, no, they introduced the Infinity Stones here. Like, <laughs> yeah, the Celestials are in that. Movie. Yeah. If you, if you went from this to Civil War and didn't know anything about and did not never watch this movie, you really don't miss a single thing. I mean, they interview yes. Spider. They drop Spider Man from the sky in that. Movie. Yeah, exactly. it's just like and Paul Rudd showing up. Like, hey, I'm Ant Man. Like, cool. Right. Like, that's, that's that could be his scary. intro in, into the yeah. MCU without right. his own movie. Yeah. So I'd say it's, it's extremely non-essential uh, as far as like MCU. Like, it's not needed to keep everything anything together. But very fun movie overall. Yeah. Um. And one point that I wanted to make about the trio, I was convinced one of them was going to die, but that's one of the things that I think they they. They tried to make you attached to an ant so they could kill the ant and um, not have to kill out a main character to, to make some sort of stakes or make want mm -hmm. some like emotional like yeah. like moment in the yeah. height of all this battle. So because I was convinced I was like one of these guys is going to die. That's just the recipe. Well, Somebody me, has to die. Maybe I'm cold. I didn't care about any of the main three outside of Scott Lang. Like if they had killed mm -hmm. Hope yeah. or Pank Pym. I don't know yeah. that I would have cared. Now, if they killed Luis, I would have rioted. Same. Yeah, I was emotionally preparing myself. I was like, 
they're gonna kill him like he's my, lovable and that's gonna send scott into like this rage where he saves the world that's my one my one complaint um about endgame overall is that i was praying that we would get like a Luis recap of like the last five years at some so point good. like that really bring him great. back you know what i mean marvel one shots that's what those are for man Just right like, exactly they've been perfect right all right, Dan, what are your rankings or ratings? <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm pretty much like right in the same the same boat. I give it an eight as a standalone movie. I like I said when 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 I mentioned it on our on our Star Wars episode, I'd only seen it one time. And so this was the second time of me watching it all the way through. And I was like, wow, like this was this is so much fun. I I Dusty Dusty brought up relating to it as a parent and as being a new parent. I did relate to it on that level, but mostly I I'm a child of divorce, and so I related hard with Cassie, Cassie, just mm-hmm. like like being like straight a cab to the stepdad and like <laughs> screw you, my dad. My dad is like is a hero. I don't care what he's doing. Dad. Yeah, which is like, I, I hope you don't like, catch him. Like that was great. And like she like just just that connection of like the like you mentioned, there's no other motivation for Scott than mm-hmm. his kid. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only thing he is focusing on in the yeah. whole movie. Mm-hmm. And so that like really resonated with me. And like I said, it's just it's perfectly written. I got I got like almost Deadpool vibes from it at times like when you mentioned like the the phone thing that felt very deadpool to me and they it, something like this could easily have gone completely off the rails with like mm-hmm. the wrong casting wrong script writing something like that but it's all executed perfectly it's it's basically like a, a ballet dance and everyone's hitting their marks and everyone's doing mm-hmm. exactly yeah. what they need to do mm-hmm. and so as a movie itself works absolutely great um with what i you know as as not deep into the whole mcu storyline and everything i'm i know basically the main plot of it all and sure i've seen it you know um i i I cut it in half like so i went like eight for that and four as a marvel okay yeah you know like because if it's that good of a movie cut in half and that's what it is as a marvel standalone yeah that's not bad yeah um I give it a nine if they get um, eventually Lily a different wig. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh God. It's so bad. Presentation is part of the, part of the score. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and one of, one of the things that I did like that I I, I mentioned to my boyfriend when we were watching this was I do like that they make um, the stepdad, like he's not a bad guy. No. Like he's yeah, not like he's not, not like rooting a against villain. Right. He's right. not you a just don't want him to catch he clearly Scott. he clearly very very much cares about Cassie as well. So it's like nice to see that like we don't have to hate this guy. We're not creating yeah. unnecessarily hate unnecessary hate. You you kind of think he's a dick, but like he's Scott's been in, in a lot of trouble and he's very yeah, concerned like, about his family. He was, in, so. he was in prison. He's now living with ex-cons. Like right, he's that kind right. of like you understand he, he why they feel out the way of jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it looks great for you, man. Yeah. Right, right. So, and like, the same, the same dick, with Judy but Greer you get too. Why he's dick? Right, right. Yeah. So it, it's nice that they have that that dynamic between the three of them. Um, but it's not like you hate anybody. It's it's yeah. nice that they don't yeah. make them villains. Um, so it's just like a nice 
co-parenting, conscious uncoupling situation. Um, I am going to go on with you. I'm going to give it an eight and a half um, because I think it's just so much fun. Um, it's uh, it's one, it's incredibly watchable, really, really great. I think the trio really carries a lot of it for me because it's just, it, Michael Pena is so good. At this. Yeah. He's so, perfect. so fucking good. And, um, and then I'm, I'm going to go similarly. I'm going to give it like a five um, on the MCU scale because uh, part of it is it is obviously kind of important, but not intentionally. Like you said, they could figure out a way. Like they just make yeah. shit up. So they could just make up. We discovered a mineral that can make us go back in time. Like they're, they can do whatever they want. It's their own world. But yeah, I mean, um, the, the Ant-Man, the Ant-Man movies are clearly earmarked until, until this next one. Cause we know that's going to be heavy. This one is going to be but, insane and there will be high these, stakes. But these first two movies are just, they're very safe and lighthearted. And like, that's, mm-hmm. that's what Marvel studios wanted because you know, in in media in general right now, like movies, TV, everyone wants everything to be dark all the time. Like mm-hmm. a lot of complaints about a show or movie, like, oh, this movie wasn't dark enough. Mm-hmm. So like, we're not going to have every single entry in this anthology for us be a dark brooding movie. Like we need some fun and these are perfect. Yeah. And, and that's why Paul Rudd is perfect adding into the Avengers cast because yeah. he is easy to give you the comedic relief. Yeah. Um, yeah, so on that note, we will be back in two weeks with, I think, Civil War. Civil War, um, yes. Which is going to be a really, really fun one. Um, Avengers, one two point, Avengers 2.5. Right. I don't know how it's... <laughs> I, it's weird to think of it as a Captain America movie, but <laughs> um, it is. And uh, next week, Dan and I will be back starting the shit show of the Star Wars prequels. So, <laughs> Venice, baby. Yeah, Ready for some yeah. pod racing. Which yeah. one of you guys is talking like Jar Jar Binks the whole episode? It's Dan. Um, I listen to him. It's Dan. <laughs> Actually, I've decided that we are going to cancel that series <laughs> effective immediately. The Seinfeld one starts up next week. That's right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be reviewing um, Lego Star Wars instead. That's right. Or the Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We will see you next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.